Hello everyone, Philippe Heydrich here from DukeRealtyHomes.com and today we're going to talk about the upcoming changes about the stress test that was recently introduced in April. No, it's not April Fools. It's probably coming. People know about it and the market may change because of it. First, let's talk about what the stress test is. The concept of a stress test comes from a financial point of view. A lot of finance experts know this. It's very common, for example, if you're calculating money for retirement. For example, if you're setting aside a certain amount of money for retirement, you need that money to grow a certain way. The stress test is a concept that what happens if the amount of money appreciates in the worst case scenario. So if the worst case scenario happens and you reach your targeted goal, are you going to be okay? If the answer is yes, then that means you pass the stress test. The mortgage stress test is not a new concept. It was originally introduced in 2017. Coincidentally, the last time there was an extreme seller's market here in Ontario, and now it's affecting all of Canada, but I digress. The stress test mortgage concept is an idea that although banks and lenders will qualify you for the best possible rate because they want your business, you first have to qualify for the National Bank of Canada rate which back in 2017 and when it became final in 2018 was 4.79%. So what that means is the amount of money you're allowed to borrow was minimized because first they had to calculate how much you could borrow if the worst case scenario sometime down the road, if the apocalypse happens, but yet you still have to pay for your mortgage, can you afford your monthly payments if the, the interest becomes 4.79%? So back, what effect did that have back in 2017? First, once it was introduced, it actually caused a flurry of activity because buyers and sellers became aware that the average buyer will have less borrowing capacity. So if they want a home for a certain budget that the stress test would affect and they can no longer afford, they were jumping on that. So people were trying to buy their homes very, very fast and sellers were trying to sell their home very, very fast. Now, once it officially came in effect in 2018, the market actually slowed down substantially. It became a feeling out process. However, 2018 and 2019 were both considered neutral markets. Yes, homes did appreciate a few percentage points, but not like 30% like they did recently. In some parts of Ontario, 40%. Check it out. So, will that happen in the current in current stress test situation what the bank of canada what the government is proposing is that according to from june 1st 2021 the stress test will no longer be 4.79 but it will actually increase to 5.25 percent so let's do an example let's say john and sally are trying to buy a home they go to their bank they make combined 100,000 in income from their salary jobs. Let's keep it simple. The rule of thumb is that a bank or lender will allow you to borrow money up to five times your income, meaning John and Sally can borrow a mortgage of $500,000 plus their down payment. Don't forget that. So if they have 50,000 in a bank that they could spend on a house, their mortgage is going to be 550,000. Now with the Changes in the stress test coming up on June 1st, it will reduce the average person's uh, amount of, that they can borrow by 5%. So we're talking a lot of fives here. 
So John and Sally, after June 1st, or when they buy a home anytime after that, will now be allowed to only borrow $475,000. Let's do a second example. Now let's double the amount, because uh, these are very common numbers for most people. So let's say Bob and Suzanne make a combined $200,000. Right now, they would qualify for a mortgage, not including any assets or liabilities, for $1 million. If after June 1st, they go and get that mortgage approval, they will only qualify for 950,000. Take away $50,000, that's 5% from a million dollars, and you have your number. What does this mean for the upcoming market? Historically, like I mentioned in 2017 and 2018, this effect slowed down the market. Now the stress test is already here, but it's going to increase. So my first instinct is that it may have at least a similar impact, maybe not as large, but it could be very similar. So what does this mean for buyers? Once buyers understand this, their agents and their mortgage brokers will explain to them that if they buy a house post June 1st, now if you're already qualified for a pre-approval and it goes beyond June 1st, chances are you'll be okay, but just double check. What this means is that you'll get 5% less spending power, you'll be informed, and the chances are that the average buyer will try to get that home before June 1st. So that means that our already seller's market, already hot market, will probably see a flurry of activity in the next five weeks. But it's coming guys, probably, just like 2017. People are gonna try to get the home that they want. They don't want their third choice, they don't want their fifth choice. It's already tough to get a home as it is. But if you got a chance to get the home you can right now, $25,000 for one couple or $50,000 for another couple could be a huge difference between getting the home they want. So they got up to five, six weeks to get that home. Or they might even be priced out of a market. Maybe you want a specific city and you will not be able to afford that city anymore. You have to go further down. So in terms of the market, flurry of activity is my prediction. Two, smaller cities from here on out that have really increased in popularity and demand that really are uh, very price friendly for first time home buyers will probably increase in value even more. So if you wanna get yourself an investment in that city, go ahead and do that now. But as we cross the June 1st timeline, people will qualify for less and they have to go further out. That's just an effect that's been happening for years. The further you go from the CN Tower, the less expensive it gets. What does this mean for sellers? In my opinion, if you wanna make the most amount of money possible, selling your house for the most amount of money possible is very, very, very important. More important than the house you need to buy, then please list your house in the next five, six weeks. You have until the end of May to get that thing sold because you will have all the buyers that still have that extra 5% they could spend and that could be a lot of money, right? 25,000, 50,000 is a lot of money if you are gonna earn it. Alternatively, if that doesn't bother you, remember, historically, if you sell high, you have to buy high, or if you sell low, you, have to, you get to buy low, so there's pros and cons of that. However, come summertime, once things settle down, chances are you will be able to buy a home that is cheaper than probably now, or at least you will have more options because there'll be more homes on the market, there'll be less buyers on the market, and things will soften out. 
or both of those things could happen. Maybe the homes will be slightly cheaper and there'll be more options, which sounds like a buyer's dream, which is more likely to be a neutral market instead of the seller's market it is, or at least it won't be as aggressive as seller's market. The third thing that could happen is, especially if you have a house to sell and you love the idea of selling high and being able to buy a little lower, there is a window to sell your house in the next five weeks to get the most amount of money possible on the market and then you can buy post June 1st and if the prices are softening up just a little bit even $50,000 is a lot of money $25,000 and you have more options you probably will get a better home than you were able to for the first half of the year so third thing remember there is a window right now to sell high and buy lower there are my fingers. <laughs> so keep those things in mind. And if you have any more questions, check us out at dukerealtyhomes.com.